1: Now, before we get into this episode, I just want to let you know that I've just launched a course called Millions Online because I get an overwhelming amount of people asking me each and every day, Joel, how do you get to live this freedom lifestyle? Uh, how do you get to interview some of the most influential people in your industry? Uh, how do you drive millions in traffic? And how do you have millions of followers? And so... I have created this course around how I did it and also the tools that I've used to really build this business into a multi-million dollar online brand and company. So because you are an A2S podcast listener right now, I'm giving you a 62% discount If you jump in today and take the action and get onto this course, it's just a quick course that you could knock out and it's super high value and it is my gift to you to really get it at this discounted rate. So head over to mindstrongalliance.com slash millions dash online and get into the millions online course today. All right, now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
0: to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with this serial entrepreneur who built a business called OneFace that has changed over a million lives around the world. He also was a millionaire by the age of 21 and has featured in Forbes five times. His name is Fam Mirza, and I'm excited to bring to you the man right here, right now. Fam, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast.
2: How are you doing, my brother? Thank you. The honor is all mine.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. You know, we uh, we've been following each other for a little while now. I know that you reached out to us uh, a few years back when we were just getting started with Addicted to Success, and you're a fan of the advice we're sharing. Now, I'm a fan of the advice that you're sharing, and I've been compelled to ask you to be on the Addicted to Success podcast. So, Thank for anybody you. out there that has you know, big dreams and that are that are immersing themselves in self-development and entrepreneurship advice. And, and I get people that send messages to me that say, one day I'm going to feature on your site. One day I'm going to feature on your podcast. So it's awesome to see you circle back around and now like you're here. So
2: man, I have been following you guys for over what, four or five years now. When you first came out, I just loved like the content that you had put out and it was just, there's just great content, such like clear and concise and to the point. That's what, that's what I loved about it. You know, everybody yeah. puts out content, but if it's not clear and concise, I mean, it's a, there's a difference between reading an article for 20 minutes that creates a minuscule amount of value than reading an article for 20 minutes that creates an immense amount of value, right? So- For sure. Well.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you, appreciate you. So let's get into you, man. Let's get into you. I know that, when I look at your Instagram account, I see you making a lot of moves and you said to me before that you only sleep like four or five hours a day. Uh, I believe you. Cause I see how consistent
2: you. like three, four AM, four hours of sleep. I was up at what? Eight, nine o'clock.
0: You're a wild one, mate.
2: <laughs> you, told me, you said the same thing. You know, my ideas won't let me sleep. Like people that sleep, you know, it's actually proven that people that sleep a lot have a mild form of depression because they don't want to get up, right? They don't have something to, to, to get up for or something to do. Like I, le- I levitate out of bed every day. Yeah. Dale, you know, I listen to Dale every morning, and Dale's on levitate out of bed, man. Like my ideas won't let me sleep. When, you, when you're on a mission, you don't sleep.
0: Yeah, I believe that. I really believe it. I, I remember in our conversation yesterday, I said that ju- like when I need to go to bed, because my body just like physically can't take anymore, it pisses me off (laughs) because I want to stay out longer. And then when I wake up in the morning, I want to jump out of bed and get into it. So I get that, man. It's the energy of your purpose.
2: It's like, yeah, man, I love that. The energy of your purpose. It's like you feel those, you feel the eyes. It always comes with the eyes first. You feel like you're getting tired, (laughs) super heavy. You're trying to like fight it off. You can only fight it off so long. You just need it
0: yeah yeah that's right so fam what what fascinates you right now what really fires you up
2: Man, you know what what fascinates me man is like the era that we're in right like 2017 now like this this is fascinating january of 2017 where a status can change the world that's fascinating where you can literally become whoever you want to become that's fascinating when you can make a million dollars from this thing called the internet, that's fascinating. So it's like the power that we have now, we have never had before. And I, I say like the internet is still, I don't want to see in the, in, I don't want to say in the infancy stage, but it's, it's damn close. To that. It's just, it's, it's just in the growth stage. Like we haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen anything yet. We just got into data mining at the rate that we're data mining now, right? With Facebook doing what it's doing and all these algorithms and whatnot. I think that's what's really fascinating. Like even when, let's say even about uh, like four or five years ago, it was a little harder to make a massive amount of money with the product. It was a lot harder because we didn't have certain data and there was no data mining going on, things like that. But now it's just becoming so much easier and with all the brands that we've created and that we, that we run, you know what I mean? It's like, man, just that data is, is literally everything and more. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is about to be the most powerful man on earth in three years.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, literally. man. It's absolutely crazy, right? So would you say that that's really a huge component of the way that you've been able to achieve massive success in your businesses? Because I know that you you promote quite a lot online. You have strategic uh, business partners and, a, and a, an incredible network. But would you say that getting hold of that data has really allowed you to really stretch your product a lot further?
2: Yeah, I mean, the data is what takes it to the next level. I mean, there's it's ever changing. So, like for example, you know, when we first started, when we were when I was 15, and we and we come out with the we come out with the jersey, and then the jersey trend took off and whatnot, to split jerseys. That was more of about, and we didn't know it at the time, but that was micro-influencer marketing, right? Nellie wearing it in the 2001 Super Bowl halftime show. That was, you know, my partner said, how are we going to get these jerseys out? Like, I was tired of selling this shit at, like, basketball games and football games and high schools and Bears camps and things like that. I was like, we're just going to get on the most famous people we know. That was literally influencer marketing back in 2001. We one. We're kids. Yeah. So it's changing, right? Even three, four years ago, I would say the number one, well, I would guarantee the number one um, cost-effective acquisition channel was influencer marketing. Hands down. We destroyed, like on Instagram and on Facebook and all these things. When somebody posted about us, one, the engagement was through the roof, you know, and then two, like just those followers we would get from that. It's not like that anymore because the algorithm changes. So now it's about data mining because now, Mark Zuckerberg needs money. So (laughs) with that said, especially with going public now, right? As soon as Mark went public with Facebook, that's when I knew the shift was coming because he has to. Now he's reporting to a million, hundreds of millions of stockholders. So all they have to do is pretty much meet those Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 uh, growth strategies. So with that said, that's why the algorithm changes came and the ad revenue went up and, you know, so on and so forth.
0: Beautiful, man. That's a really great breakdown. Great examples too. So share with us, what are the businesses that you've achieved success in and what do you believe for each business that you've launched or business that you've invested in, what do you believe really uh, makes that different from the rest?
2: I mean, you know, we've had so many different brands. Um, So I have a team of about 28. I've known some of these guys, man, I've known 11 of these guys for, like, over 13 years, 12, 13 years, right? So, like, since we were kids, since we were 15, 16 years old. Um, and, that, you know, the crazy part about a team is, like, as they as they get older, they become so much better at what they do. We all do, right? We all grow and we have these things. And um, with our brands, I think it's just been that growth. You know, what I say is, like, anytime since I'm the CEO, usually I, I find the brands – and I create, the, I create the whole brand, the idea, the product design, everything. So like, I have never had a brand that I haven't used. Every wow. single one of my brands is one of my problems. So like, for example, Chuck offs, I just gave, I'm here with Dan Fleishman, and I just gave him a whole bunch of like, wow, sounds good? Do you one here? Chuck offs, right? This, is, this was my problem. I always used to buy chucks, like I have like 60, 70 pairs of chucks, I used to buy Chucks, and I used to scuff like this part of them. Like somebody steps on them, they're scuffed, and I can't use them anymore. Or whatever the case may be, they get dirty. So we created a proprietary formula in the lab that takes rubber scuffs off of rubber, put it in the packaging, such as this, that you can see from anywhere in the store. If I'm next to the cash register, and you're standing in fucking aisle six, you're going to see my shit. So you see it, you're like, oh, okay, that's something for Chucks. You walk up to it, it tells you what it is. Look at the back. Here are the directions. It's one, two, three. Check this out. On the back, all it says is open, wipe, you're welcome. That's it. (laughs) I love that. So this is like one of the problems. Um, You know, it's just about like, I think it's about solving your own problems. Like if you have a, if you've created a product or a brand and you would never use it, you suck. (laughs) Yeah, amen to that. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking like. If you're not gonna use it, why the fuck is someone else use it? What do you even know about it? That's the question I ask people. Like, oh man, I created this. I'm like, do you use it? They're like, no, of course not. I'm like, what? What? You're not even the user, and you created it. Do you have someone who's the user around you at all points of time, like testing it? Like, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like, know. you know, even know, kind of, Who's the chairman of Pepsi? He's the lead chemist at Pepsi. He's the guy that made Sabra Hummus, Pepsi, and all that. You know, I always ask him, like, man, do you, you drink all those Pepsi flavors? He's like, of course I do. I have to. Like, he, he eats Sabra Hummus. I go to his house. He has Sabra Hummus. He's the founder of Sabra Hummus. $400 million in two years.
0: That's insane. Absolutely insane. So, and, yeah, no, yeah. you've some good points for sure. I yeah, believe that man, you to believe have. in you got believe in your product man you got to believe in your message, you need to believe in your vision there's there's a lot you need to believe in it can 't just be one little thing
2: no yeah, otherwise it doesn't make sense if you 're not using it, then you shouldn't be the creator of it mm. right if you're not using it, you shouldn't be the creator you're not the guy, like for example, like chris stoiko 's Dollar Beard Club, if you know those guys, Dollar Beard Club you know um I had met him like a little bit right after launch and like um, people like this used to always hit me up like, Oh man, you need meet Chris. He's just like you, same energy, things like that. So I was like, Oh man, who is this guy? So I met with them. And when I met with them, I was like, you're the fucking guy. You're the guy that sells dollar beard products. You know why? He's like, why do you say that? I was like, cause you have a fucking barbaric beard. He's like, <laughs> fucking beard. Like if you're not the guy, I don't know who else is the guy. I've never <laughs> seen that lush in my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's a great example. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's like, that's the guy. Like, had I met him, you know, they they just recently, like six months ago, they they had sent me the reports and stuff. I didn't invest in a company, but they wanted me to invest in a company. Um, But had I met him before the launch, I would have definitely invested in him. Because, you don't investors, smart investors, don't invest in products. They invest in people. So it didn't matter even if he, you know, had I invested in him before they launched, even if he sucked, even if he didn't know anything about marketing, he didn't know how to do anything, it didn't matter. He was the fucking guy. I could have showed him how to exactly do it, created the videos around it, we would have still been coasting 30,000 feet. So. Yeah,
0: be, be the person you need to be to skyrocket your business. No.
2: And if you're not, don't create that product. Solve your own product. That's what we always said, even when we were kids. Like solve your own problems. That's how you come up with the next big idea. Solve your own problems. Everybody has problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love it. When you shift and look at it from that perspective, it becomes so much easier because I think everyone's got ideas, but if it's something that really pisses you off, like if it's a real pain point, you're going to want to take the action. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just coming from a place of, oh, I want to make this because this makes money, it's not, it's not good enough. It needs to be... I'm solving a problem. It's going to help a lot of people. Yes, I can make money and we're going to have fun doing it.
2: I don't think any, any uber successful entrepreneur does it for money. I think money is always the byproduct, right? If you create a business and you're just all about the money, you will only get so far. You might get to like six figures, whatever the hell you might get to. But like no one does this for the money. Like if you didn't pay me to do what I do, I would still do it. Because these are my problems. My chucks are fucking scuffed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm a fashionable guy. So, like, these things, like, but I don't wear, like, real ostentatious, like, crazy shit, like, man and stuff. But, like, for example, like, these shoes on my feet, right? These are, like, hand-embroidered shoes from Turkey. This is the next brand we have coming out. Azan Shoes. Azanshoes.com. Oh, I like him. Yeah, yeah. A- a- so like Turkey is actually, I'm from Turkey. So like uh-huh. my, my background, right? Yeah, so we're from Istanbul, we're from Azerbaijan. So our whole family's from Azerbaijan. So like when I found these, I went to Istanbul to try to scale them up. And the reason I called them Azan shoes because my son's name is Azan. So like this is, he's seven years old. So this is like the first brand that we've literally worked on together. And he's the one that decided on the logo. So like I had, I had five logos made when I went to Istanbul and he looked at all the logos and he's like, number three. And I was like, that's it. I was like, okay, but what about this other one? He's like, no, number three. I was like, what about, you don't want to take a look at the other ones again? He's like, no, number three. So it was a very decisive decision for like a seven year old. And I was like, dude, look at this other one though because this is like the official symbol for uh, Istanbul, for Turkey, we have like a very particular symbol it looks like a peacock. So like, he looks at the other one and he's like, I feel like this is too complicated for the shoes. He's like, but why don't you like take this part of it apart and then just use that bottom part. Let's see what that looks like. So then we did that. We had the illustrators do that. And that's the one we used. It's on the fire. Wow. Yeah. You
0: must be proud, man. That's awesome. That's really great that you can do that with your son, that you can get him inspired early and allow him to make some decisions, some executive decisions.
2: Yeah, man. You got to, man. You got to start him off early. Seven years old, you already old. I've been telling you that. Man, you old, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I believe that. My mom gave me the uh, Michael Jordan's rare book at seven years old, and that's where I first learned about mindset. And I just went all in. I started, like, it opened my mind up to the idea of self-development and, and away you go. So it's powerful oh, to be able to do that, that for, for
2: a my kid. We have something very similar in common. So when I was 13 years old, I read this book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. Same, 13 years old, man. My mom gave me Rich Dad, Poor Dad too. And what's funny is you also used to work in the music industry where I used to work too. So there's yeah. a lot of synergies. That's awesome.
2: It is. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a book that I feel like really affected us because it com- it's the comparison, right? It's the comparison mm-hmm. effect where it's like, this is the Rich Dad, this is the Poor Dad. And when you're that age, I think that's something that you relate, your mind relates to so much easier than anything else. So like that book literally changed my mindset so much stuff. So like one of the quotes that you said, yeah, I was watching one of your interviews, and you said um, "You said don't work for your money, make your money work for you. Super yeah. simple concept that literally anybody can understand and that really affected me like when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, it changes the game man. Like that's it, like once I uh, learned that, it was like oh shit, now I understand what entrepreneurship really is, because that's what it is, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. Besides that, I think one of the main things was um, like when I was a kid. So, my dad, like when computers first came out, like the home computers first came out, my dad actually, like he was late on the mortgage one month and he bought a computer, he lit, uh, a Hewlett Packard Bell, made by Hewlett Packard. So, he, bought, he buys this Packard Bell. He's like, man, you know, I bought this for you. And I was like, what am I going to do with it? Like, I'm a kid. I'm like, maybe like not 10. So like, I'm like, what am I gonna do with it? So he's like, look, he's like, every day, when you come home from school, I want you to just type out the quotes of great men. Like the only way to be great in life is to study great men. I said, okay, cool. So I came home and I looked up like Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, you know, all these guys. And I used to type the quotes every single day. We used to type them up. And I put them on the refrigerator wall. So every morning when I woke up, I saw those quotes. And I started living by those quotes. And that was like really my like that's what really ignited me every day. So I'm like, if these guys can do it, I can do it. And I think that's really where I got my business sense from. If it wasn't for that advice from my dad, I might not be here today. So that really inspired me to like read more books. And I like watch Henry Ford documentaries and all that. So I like know the whole background history of every single person, how they operated, why they operated like that, and like, you know, who they are. And those quotes, man, like still to this day affect me.
0: Mm. That's amazing, man. Your, your father is a good man.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I tell my son that. I was like, man, you want to be great or you want to do something. I was like, study the great men. And I, I tell my whole team that. Every conference call, I'm like, you are required to link with one person who's an expert in your industry. I don't give a fuck if you're the customer service manager. Go contact the customer manager, service manager at Zappos. Go hit them up. They're the number one fucking customer service people in the world. Go hit up the customer service manager from Zappos. Say, hey, I need five minutes of your time. And just like I have a chat. Or if you're in the same city, hey, I'd like you to take you out to coffee. That's it. Yeah. That's how we land, man. Like, these are like, this is, these, are, these are things that people don't take into account. Yeah. But these are things like people just don't take into account. Like, you have so many resources. Like, you're connect- you can contact anybody right now through Twitter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It makes it so easy. Like I, I was just thinking, I'm writing my book right now when I, I really go in on this, you know, back in the day, our grandparents or even their, their parents would be like just jumping every second at an opportunity to be able to connect with people in an instant online because they used to sit around in their brick and mortar businesses waiting for people to come to them. Like we don't, we don't know how good we've actually got it and people are still complaining.
2: Nobody understands, nobody understands. Here's something crazy, right? So back in the medieval times, especially during like the dark ages and whatnot, In medieval times, the average person would meet 100 people in their whole lifetime. Wow. That's just such a mind-boggling thought to just think about, like you meet 100 people in your whole lifetime. So imagine the constraints not only on business, not only on e-commerce, but like, just like gene reproduction, right? Cause you can't only breed with the gene around right? hundred fucking people. I mean, out of those hundred people, how many, those are females or whatever the case might be. You're like, I to go self-watch. It's crazy to think about. But like today, you have the power to harness <laughs> shit, man, anything. You're connected to 7.4 billion fucking people. If you can't make it today, you suck, dude. Like, you're not even trying, bro. has made it so much easier for everybody. Like, come
0: on, man. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, he has. Yeah, you know what's interesting? When I, just then when you said that, I was thinking to myself, like, how many people in my friend circle, and I mean, like, tribe, like, type, type group, did I meet in the online space? And I can say a good 50% of them, I've actually initially met them online first, and now we have a really deep relationship And that's the key. It's like meet online, but then boom, go meet in person, like talk about real stuff. A lot of my friends that I'm friends with in the industry in self-development, whatever, speaking, coaching, business, half the time when we hang out, we don't even talk about business. We talk about life stuff. We talk about relationships, talk about dumb stuff that we did when we were younger. Like, you know, we get, we're getting to know each other. And I used to want to have millions of friends. I want millions of people that I can serve I want access to millions so that I can really like, you know, get the message across. But really what I do want is nowadays I want like a tight circle, but really, really deep relationships. Yeah. Because you're like what you could be one person away from a multi-million dollar move or multi-million impact, right? You know that yourself, man, like you, you're the networker, you connect, you, you make things happen, man. You orchestrate a lot. Where, where have you gone wrong in the past? If you could share with because like we hear a lot about the successes, we hear the glory, but we don't hear the story, right? And a lot of people are seeing the highlight reel. So what, what for you has been like probably a really big lesson in all of this, in entrepreneurship? What is the thing where you're like, you know what, I'll never do that again because I know how damaging it is and I've learned you
2: my lesson. You the biggest one, huh?
0: One of the biggest ones. If you've got two, share two.
2: Fuck the stock market. I lost $750,000 in the stock market when the stock market crashed. And I learned the hard way that like a bunch of fucking bullshit, you wanna get wealthy in this country, you do it through real estate, you don't do it through stocks. Um, A lot of time, what happens is you get into the stock market, you concentrate on like fast money, you're throwing shit around in different places. And here's the thing, with stocks, it's like they get the news before you do the guys on the fucking New York Stock Exchange floor have the news way before anybody else hears about it. So they're yeah. dumping, and you don't know what the fuck is going on. Or you, you're, you're a few minutes late, and you just didn't pull the trigger on time, and the money goes like this. Mm-hmm. I have fucking seen, I mean, obviously, you know the fucking debacle, like Bear Stearns, Countrywide, all these fucking scam artists bullshit, like Angelo Mozilla and all these guys. It's like, that's one advice I always give entrepreneurs. Like at least entrepreneurs that have a lot of money, you're like, oh man, we should I invest. Like I'm gonna fucking put in stocks, and it's gonna be like. And I know like stock gurus advice against this, so they say, oh man, well if you take a look at the real estate and you take a look at stocks, like we've been a, we've been on a, uh, a steady trend. That's just fucking blue chips. Those are like the those are like the DJIs, right? But yeah, safe, the, safe the safe bets. You make any bet, mm. you might get destroyed. Yeah. So like, I remember remember in one day, (laughs) I still have a screenshot of this. I remember one day I looked at my Fidelity portfolio. It was a negative $198,000 in one day. That sucks. This company comes out called Blackstone. Blackstone Group. Blackstone Group is hailed as the number one real estate fucking, they are, I mean, they are the largest real estate holding company in the world. Just comes out bad valuation, just fucking tanks. I got in on the IPO. So I bought, we had so many shares that like it was, it was absurd. But, anyways, what's the stock market? That's one of them. Um, connecting to the- This is the thing
0: too, fam, right? Like, I, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you would have to be ready to immerse yourself in whatever industries you're investing in, and it's a full time job. Like, if you don't really like technology, Why invest in technology stocks because it sounds like you can make a bunch of money when you have to consume your whole entire day, day in, day out, keeping your ear to the streets in the technology industry, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you have to. I mean, even even if you hire, like, an expert, so-called expert in the stock market thing, it doesn't matter because, I mean, these guys are only – it's just about news and it's, like, timing it out. But, like, regardless of what happens, if you invest in a company that's not one of the big boys, it's, like – the CEO gets the news before you do. Yeah. But that always used to say that haste makes waste. Fast decisions. One, there's no such thing as fast money. So I think a lot of people that invest in the stock market are concerned about fast money. I think it's a, it's a hard lesson a lot of entrepreneurs have to learn. Like everybody wants that fast track, right? Or everybody like scales their company so fast. Oh my God, I just raised $20 million. I'm about to hire 300 people, bro. We're going to make a billion dollars tomorrow. No, mm. that's not the way this works. Companies that scale slower have so much more longevity than companies that scale fast. For example, yeah. there was this guy, his name was uh, Fisker. He made this car called the Fisker Karma. That guy's, yeah. you know that car?
0: I remember, yeah, before the Tesla,
2: right? Right before the Tesla, because he was the guy who was like, oh man, if we, if, we, uh, if we scale this and we get to market faster than Elon, we're going to make a billion dollars. Well, buddy, you came out with that car. Even I'm pissed off about this because I was going to buy one. <laughs> so he comes out with this car and it's just a piece of shit. Consumer Reports testing had it for like six months and the shit got flatbed four times. Terrible functionality. It was just a straight design play. So people are spending like $130,000 on just design. Comes out with the car, gets Consumer Reports, just terrible has to file for bankruptcy, had the Chinese distributor who was supplying his batteries buy him out and then fire him for like one one of what he what he had, what the valuation was. Nothing. It was like a few
0: hundred like a hundred million. That's a big mistake. Great. For the sake of trying to scale quickly yeah yeah, and Elon did it right because Elon's positioned himself now as like they really went in on the product and made sure it was incredible and so now he's like got a strong foothold it's going to be really hard to beat him because he's already ahead now
2: yeah then I got to Tesla I was a 1700 person in the US 1739 person in the US to have a Tesla and it's literally changed my life yeah and- I keep
0: hearing that <laughs> I keep hearing people say that they're, re- they're really big fans of it so I'm going to have to get one myself.
2: (laughs) Everybody that gets in that car, I let them drive that car like, yo, what the fuck is this? I've had like the Raids. I've had like the Lambos and all that shit. That's a bunch of bullshit. Still a fucking car. The Lamborghini is actually the worst fucking thing ever made. It drives like a (laughs) go-kart. It drives like a straight go-kart. It's so hard to like control because it's it's so stiff, right? So far off the ground. My Tesla dusts that Lambo. Give me a Lambo that my Tesla can't dust. (laughs)
0: love it mate love it love it so fam tell us a little bit about one face and the impact that you've been able to have because it's all good you know making the millions it's all good going through the failures and then coming out stronger but what about the impact what about serving now because i think that that's the part that a lot of people miss and i know you get it because i see you man i see that you're in contribution mode and you love to serve so how did you tie all that together?
1: How did, you, how did you launch a successful company, but also have a, a purpose element to it?
2: So like um, with Face, I've always wanted to have a charity brand. Like since I was a kid, since I've been creating brands, so like I've, I've had a lot of ideas with it. And uh, the ideas just never came to pass because like some of the ideas were really bad. Like I had one that was called Percent. It was like a clothing line. It was like a percent sign. You know, Percent sign is a pretty intriguing symbol. Um, so we had like a lot of rappers wearing and shit, but then we were like donating 99% of the proceeds to charity. It just wasn't scalable. Like yeah, I added definitely Didn't think about that one at all. Um, <laughs> that's, that's when I was like 20 years old. So I was just thinking
0: then. I was like, I was like, how can you, how would you be able to grow that? And you just said then you couldn't.
2: <laughs> month over month, just negative as fuck. I was like, yeah, I just can't. Nope. This is just totally hard. <laughs> I mean,
0: I a little too generous. <laughs>
2: you have a purpose, you have a bracelet on. Yeah, man. Yeah. What does yours
0: say? Your, your uh, my intent bracelet, what does yours say?
2: This is my boy's company. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's, mine
0: says purpose. Purpose. I love that. Mine says transformation.
2: That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love that. It I know Chris came out with it.
0: Yeah. He's, he's an awesome guy, man. A really nice guy. I met him at Ty Lopez uh, place. We were hanging out, having dinner and he was sitting next to me. I didn't know who he was. And he was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want a bracelet? I was like, yeah, cool. So put together a transformation one for me. And uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I just keep, it reminds me so often, man, I look down at it sometimes, it, you know how sometimes you get a little bit blind to things Yeah. if you keep seeing it, but with this, I, I notice it quite often. It's a, it's yeah. a great idea. Great concept
2: yeah i loved it so yeah he had uh, he had hit me up because obviously because of one face and stuff he's like man take a chapter out of one face's book like i'm doing this bracelet thing and i'm like okay what's the proprietary play on it and he was like oh you know i just just making embraces with words on it and whatnot i was like yeah okay and i was like dude what's your word.com that's the domain now that's mm-hmm. awesome that's the simplest shit like he's still promoting my intent but i'm like I get it, but like what's your no, yeah No, doesn't get bigger than that. So that domain really, I think, would really help them out. And I think it would go to the next level if you just promoted that instead of my intent. Like, I get my intent.org, but you know, even when I say it to you or anybody, any of the viewers on this, they're going to be like, oh, what's your word.com? Got it.
0: Makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, so you pick your word out and you, you wear it, right? Yeah, that's Chris, awesome. Man,
2: I'm going to text you when this goes live, Chris. You're going to see this. <laughs> From what's your word? we're we'll gonna compare it to the Maya <laughs> See,
0: see the traffic spike, <laughs>
2: yeah. Definitely. Love it. We,
0: we love them traffic spikes, wow. man. <laughs> awesome. hey
2: man. Hey, I appreciate you putting that video today. You posted it, it got like man, a few thousand views and a lot of likes on the, on the family speak page.
0: Yeah. It's going to keep going up, man. just keep going up. That's the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a good message, you want to spread it. That's really what I've lived by. And I feel that it's created great relationships because I know I learned a long time ago that you can go far by yourself, but you can go even further together. Like I just had that. I remember yesterday I had the whole Superman complex of like trying to just control everything in my business and not hiring anybody and trying to like take the whole pie for myself but, you know, we can make bo- yeah. more pies, man. There's, it's that abundance mindset. You want to step into that abundance. And really, that's what you're doing with One Face. is like you're, you're staying abundant by going, you know, I'm going to break off a piece of the pie for people that actually really, really need it too. So what do you think yeah, really man, is, I mean, it, was the driver behind this, man? What was the driver behind OneFace? And why do you believe that it was so successful? Because you changed a million lives with this, this product, with this brand.
2: Yeah, a few million, man. It's been crazy um so like with one Face dude it was more of about like obviously i always wanted to have a charity brand because of the fact that um you know i grew up in the slums i didn't even, i didn't meet my parents when i was seven years old so like when my parents had me i was born in qatar so like we're mixed with some others with like Turkish, egyptian indian things like that so one of my aunts actually lived in india and they were like, oh, we're gonna drop him off with my aunt to like raise me until they were like stable because they were, they were just growing their careers and they didn't have money like that. So they dropped me off with my aunt and I didn't really like meet him till I was seven. Um, but I grew up in some crazy conditions where I didn't know what a shower was till I was seven. So like we used to take, we used to take um, like baths or I guess our showers with like a bucket and like a cup and you just put the cup like over your head and that's how you like bathe. So when I came to Qatar, I was like, there's this thing in the wall that keeps spraying water out. Like this little metal thing. It's really weird. Mom was like, yeah, it's a shower. Check it out. Um, so it was just one of those things, man. It was just a shock. And then when we came to America on a whole different level of shit, like, oh man, there's just so much, you know what I mean? It was a total e- economical shock. So it was like one of those things. And then, that's why I think I always wanted to have a cherry brand. And, and since my dad made me do all these things and read all these quotes and, you know, reading, really learning about these great men, I had, that, I had that power to like change the world. I never looked at it for money. I never looked at it for these things. Like, yeah, money is great, but like money is just freedom, right? I think that's the main, that's, that's the main aspect of money that people don't grasp. If you have money, you can do anything. Right. Yeah. You can go on vacation, you can go the world, you can do certain things. So money is just freedom. So that was that was that's one thing. But like if you can make money and change the world at the same time, now we're talking about a different level of thing. Um mm-hmm. so we came about with One Face. I think the design is what brought um One Face, like One Face together. So there was a company called SD Works out of Japan that designed the first mirror face watch. It was in 2000 about the end of 2008 like 2009. Um, They come out with this watch. I really thought it was a really intriguing watch because it was a mirror face watch. I was like, yeah, it's really weird, you know? I'm a fashion guy. I got one of my boys' watches on right now. This is Dominic's uh, company. So I, I was like, man, it's a really intriguing watch, but the watch was just designed really bad. Like the mirror aspect though was cool, but the watch, the symmetry lines were off and, you know, being a designer, it's like, I got to redesign this. So I put like four buttons on, I put some more buttons on it. I changed the bands. I, I, I like played around with a lot of different fabrics and like what, what, uh, what material I was going to use for bands band, so on and so forth. Um, so he finally got it. And I just thought it was a cool watch. It was never meant to be, it was never like one face at that point in time. So we took it, I gave it to a lot of like, you know, artists that I work with, singers, rappers, and I, I always wore it. So I wore it and everybody always kept commenting about it. Like I had two guys bite off my wrist two different times. And that's when I think it hit me where I was like, dude, if, I, if, the, if the demand for just this watch without anything, cause he's asking me, yo, what's that watch? He's like, I don't know. It's just a watch that is just a watch I have on my wrist. So then we branded it. And I think it's that mirror face that brought it all together. When you saw your face in that mirror, it meant something. What did it mean? So I remember we created so many logos. I had like 82 logos I sketched out in a book. I saw a photo of those. I saw the book. Um, created all these logos. And then, you know, we picked a logo that literally is just the one in a face in the most simplistic drawing ever. It's just two lines, the mouth, and then the one as a nose. That logo is just resonated on a whole different level. Like, even when I go when I go to like India or I go to Africa, they have the logo, like on their walls because the government like tells them or the charity tells them like, Hey, this came from one, this came from a watch. And they always find it so funny. Like, even when I go there and it's, and I, you know, they tell this people like, Hey, a, a watch, you know, this is the guy who founded the watch that uh, built this and they just don't get it. And they're like, Oh look, a watch built the well. Cause it's walking. Like they just think it's so funny They don't get it. They can't grasp that concept.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: So yeah, man. So we came out, man, and we did like the whole crowdfunding thing and people asked me like why we did crowdfunding because I could I could have funded it myself. But like we did crowdfunding because like it was a brand for the people, by the people, type of thing, right? It was exactly that. For the people, by the people. And it was crowdfunded and we did about three hundred and sixty thousand. 358,000 in the first 30 days. And then it just kind of took off from there. Even after we ended crowdfunding, I think the sales spiked way higher. We like double, tripled in revenue. So after the crowdfunding thing ended, we just took off. And then all the retailers picked us up, you know, shout out to Journeys, Nordstrom, Zoomies, Urban. Appreciate it. Um, All these guys, all these retailers um, picked us up and, it just resonated on a different level. I think it's cause we quantified like what the change was. A lot of these brands come out of like these bullshit charity brands, I don't even wanna say bullshit, but like non charity brands. Like, hey, if you, you know, this make you feel good if you buy it, that's fucking great. But like, tell me where my money is going. I don't care what else you have to say. Tell me where my money is going. So when we said, when we came out with the hunger watch, we said one watch feeds 20 children in the horn of Africa. We said one watch for poor state cancer patients in the American side. We said one watch provides four treatments in Kenya at this center. At this center, to keep a child alive. This is where the center is located at. I think it was that transparency which really took us to the next level and made us the largest charity watch brand in the nation. Because anybody could say anything. But when I could show you and take you to that village where that well is built at, and then I pump the handle on, and then the water comes out, now we're talking a different ballgame. Now is a shift in your thinking. Oh, what a feeling. And I think that's what really took me.
0: Yeah, amazing, man, amazing. Yeah, pat yourself on the back, man. There's a lot of people out there that have money and have ideas, but they're not willing to like do something with it or even serve others as well because they just feel like, just a little bit more money. Just, I just need a little bit more. I just need another million. I just need, and like you're already out there making the moves, man, so congratulations. That's awesome.
2: What do you, what do you think, think it is? You know, you know what it is, man. The first world is like everybody's running on the fucking hedonic treadmill. You don't know what the hedonic, tre- the hedonic treadmill is. is. No matter how much you buy, you always want to buy more because your level of happiness is not going up. So you just keep running on this treadmill like a tiny little gerbil. And... That's it. You're spending money. You keep buying more shit. Oh my God, I'm not happy yet. Fuck, let me buy some more shit. I'm going to be happy. No, I'm not happy yet. It's just because it diminishes. It's the law, right, of of it diminishing. It's a diminishing law. No matter what you buy, except for my Tesla, no matter what you buy, (laughs) right, eventually, it's going to get old. My Tesla never gets old. This is the crazy part. The thing fucking updates itself every three nights, every three days. At oh night, it God. updates itself. So every time I get back in the car after three days, it turns into a new car. Pretty cool, wow.
0: huh? That's amazing. You just be excited to drive all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, I live in LA, so shit, I am driving all the time. <laughs> 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 You're driving all the time, buddy.
0: That's true. That's one thing I'm not missing right now, being back in Australia for a bit, is uh, is the traffic in LA. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Traffic. So, fam, tell me, tell me this, man. What do you think? it is about your mindset that separates you from the rest in the industry and in the space that you're playing in.
2: Like, especially with like the fam speak stuff that we're coming out with, you know, like every time I'm on a fucking conference call, even with my team, fam, like how is this going to make money, man? Like what's the end goal, bro? Like what's the larger cohesive vision? Because I always have one going into every brand I have some type of larger cohesive vision. And with this one, I don't. And I don't want to. Not yet. Because I don't feel like... If you're the leader, man, this is about, like, if, you're, if you take the elevator all the way up, send the fucking elevator back down, unless you're an asshole. You know what I mean? You take the elevator all the way up, like, we're already the leaders in our industry. Send the elevator back down so more people can get on it and come back up and show them what floor you're on. Yeah. So one of those things where, like, this is about motivating people. I mean, honestly... Yeah, we've changed the world. Yeah, we found a watch that changed the world. And yeah, we've had all these different brands. And yeah, we've made, you know, millions upon millions of dollars. It's great. But like, it's not about that. It's about like inspiring like the next generation to change the world. Because you're going to die. I'm going to die. You're going to die. Everybody eats three meals. You sleep in one bed. And it's, it's more about like inspiring that next generation to do something. Because now, right now is when they have the power to do it and they're only growing in that power. So it's about getting into their heads and teaching them how to do and, 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 and changing that, that, that mind thinking, right? Like think about it this way. I hate Snapchat. You can put that shit as a quote, fuck Snapchat. Snapchat is a platform that's all about entertainment. It is literally making the next generation that much fucking dumber. Every platform is different, Facebook about connecting with, like, family and friends. Twitter, straight newsfeed, straight knowledge. Instagram, the new resume, curation, uh, more going on the art side now, kind of becoming, like, Behance. Snapchat, Mm -hmm. fucking bullshit. Becoming, like, the next stupid TV, world star bullshit, stupid shit on it all the time. Honestly, I don't even think any brands are going to convert any ROI on it. It's probably going to die here in the next, like, three to four years, I hope. But... I hate Snapchat. And it's about like these type of platforms coming out and these kids are spending so much time on Snapchat. They don't even fuck with like, They don't even know Twitter and these type of things. They don't want to read a book. Oh man, I'm going to go on Snapchat and see like what my friends are doing. These are the younger kids. We're safe. <laughs> we're, we skip that. We skip that generation. Like we're in the same zone. We're like, we're like with Instagram as far as like, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. We look at Snapchat and we're like, this is dumb as fuck. We're not going to get on it. So this next generation, they're so enthralled by Snapchat. And I think that's we have to, like, cause their, like, mind to shift. Like, mm. there's certain platforms that are out that are bad, and I think that's mm. one of them. And I think that's what it's about, like, like, causing them to, instead of entertainment, because entertainment causes a certain type of thinking. And no entertainer, and I don't want to say this because it's a pretty harsh comment, but almost always, I will give 98% of fucking entertain entertainers do not cause any type of cognitive thinking. No thinking. All you do is entertain. Anybody can entertain. All these famous people on, like, Instagram and all this bullshit. It's all entertainment. Even, like, the chicks that are half-nude on Instagram. It's entertainment. But it's just like this. Soldier Boy Chris Brown, right? Fight just got booked. My man 50 just booked that fight. Oh, my God. It's, like, the big thing in the news right now. Chris Brown is going to fight Soldier Boy in the ring. I will guarantee that nobody will remember that shit in two weeks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, man. We're we're feeding our minds with a lot of useless, meaningless things. I was speaking with uh Stephen Kotler. He's incredible. This guy studies states of flow and works with the Navy Seals and extreme athletes and Red Bull. You know, extreme athletes, and, and he's saying as always, like the the most important thing is to be able to focus. Like, you know, we're having a conversation about the fact that this world is just full of so many distractions now that you're, if you have an ability to focus, you're winning. Like that's what will separate, that's what will be the defining factor with so many entrepreneurs is, are you able to handle your business before you even check your emails, before you even look at your Facebook feed or Instagram or anything like that? Are you able to take action now, instead of getting lost in a notification that pops up on your phone? Because it's scary, man. It's like, do it's, it you know what? No, I'm going to rephrase it. It becomes easier for people like us who get that and and then stay focused.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always say that. I I have like a whole like speech and we have a whole video coming out of focus. It's like success is the ability to use your seconds in the proper fashion. That's what success is. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. If you're fucking off most of those looking at Snapchat, you lost Congratulations! (laughs) Congratulations.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, you, if I could define success in one word, it's discipline. That's it, discipline. Exactly. Commitment, focus, belief, like just unwavering, bulletproof, man, unwavering.
2: discipline. Because you are, only, you are the sum of the content which you input into your mind, right?
0: Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Think if about that.
2: that. If yeah, if the content in your mind is like, You know, just like basketball games and like rappers and like raps, you know, that's just what you think about. So, but if you input ideas, what if you input quotes, what Uh if today's articles, what if you input today's technologies and today's innovations? Oh, buddy, now we got a problem. That's like
0: that's like uh, Jim Rohn, man. When he's like, "You're the sum of the five people you hang around most." Like that's the old school saying. Now it's the "You're the sum of the content you put, you feed in your mind every single day." <laughs> there
2: it is. That's a quote. I don't. I never even said that before. I'll write that down somewhere.
0: Put it up, man. Put it up. Read it right <laughs> now. It's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. No, this is awesome, man. I'm loving this conversation. I feel like there's so much value in it. Uh, what would you say? Is your superpower something that like you get a lot of feedback from people where they're like, you know, fam is a dude of integrity or he's this or that? Like, what is that one thing that you feel really resonates with a lot of people about you?
2: I think it's my personality. Like, this is like my superpower is networking, right? I have my network expands past, I know that I know from everybody to Puff to 50 to like some of the top rappers in the game, J. Cole. Dre to the CEO of Pepsi, <laughs> the head designer of Nike. Yeah. And the niggas in the hood blocks. So, you know what I'm saying? I've came up so many different ways that, like, I know, Lil, if you guys know, like, Lil Durk or, like, Chief Keith, like, Durk's my man. Like, you know what I'm saying? These are, like, guys that are straight from the hood, like, kill you at the stop sign type of guys. And the CEO of Pepsi is a guy who's, like, has master's, you know, PhDs. And then, like, Puff, you know, Puff's in his own other doing what he does. So yeah. it's just that type of different networking. I think that's what, that's what my superpower is, networking. I just know literally anybody and everybody. And I think I can just relate to a lot of these guys because I've came up, I, I grew up in so many different countries. I speak four languages where I know a lot of different shit. So like, you know, I didn't go to college, so I hustled in the streets. So I know a lot of hustlers.
0: You got, you got that immigrant intelligence. And you, you got a strong networking game, too.
2: <laughs> Two things
0: separating awesome. you. That's awesome, man. I love that. I love that.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. For some immigrants. Remember Jay-Z said that in a song. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> also, <laughs> love man, it, man. There's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it. Because, like, certain people don't get the opportunities. Like, you know, I would, honestly, I would hate to fucking grow up rich. Like, if my parents were rich, this shit would have sucked. I would have had everything handed to me when I was a kid. I wouldn't have made shit of myself, you know? Maybe I would have. Maybe I would have thought outside the box. I think outside the box, but most people won't because why? You don't need to.
0: Yeah. I think being hungry is a, is a good asset to have. Like when, you, when it's fed to you, when, when you're fed and you don't have to go out there and get it yourself, then it's, it's easy. You're too comfortable, all right? You can't think outside the box because you don't need to. You're comfortable where you are. So I think it's really good that you've come from that place. It's like find your pain, right? Find your pain in your life and let that push you. And then if you attach also the pleasure with that, which is your vision, that pulls you. So you get the pain for the push and the vision with the pull. It's, it's powerful stuff. Yeah, You have to know that. You have to be with it. But people aren't, man. They're distracted by Snapchat and all the other bullshit, and they don't have time for vision. They don't make the time for visions, and they don't make the time to get to know themselves and know where they came from or know what their pain points are. And so they miss out. They lose.
2: You know, a lot of people in my think it's really weird that I'm always reading books. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I get that too. an article on the fly on your iPhone. I was like, man, it's just not the same. Like I've, I've, I've tried it on the iPad. I've tried it on tablets, but it's like, you know, where we come from, it's like, come on, man. Like, you're, like, destroying, like, the art. Like, the nostalgia of reading a piece of paper with writing on it. Jesus, man. You know what I mean? Like, the Quran and the Torah and the, and the Bible is written on, on paper with words. Like, this is, like, the first human, you know what I mean? Besides speaking, it's the first human communication. Mm. Now you got it on this shit look at this tweet I don't know if you see that there it
0: is you're the sum of the content you input into your mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go there you go love it man so fam where can we find you where are you online so that we can reach out to you or see what you're up to
2: oh man um, so yeah Instagram definitely the fastest way to get in contact with me um, I am fam is one of them at fam speaks is the other one. I am fam is my personal account. That's like the verified one at fam speaks is like all the quotes and like all this, just like random quotes and like crazy shit and like the video content and whatnot. Um, Facebook.com slash fam speaks. Um, all the fam speaks stuff, you know, that's all the content, all the stuff I'm rolling out. And then @i_am_fam at, at I am fam is just my personal one. So you want to get to know me on a personal level or you just want to like connect with me straight up fastest ways at I am fam on Instagram.
0: Beautiful. Thanks, fam. So fam, this has been a, I think it's been probably close to an hour of just amazing value. So thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us today. I'm excited to see uh, where you can take this amazing uh, vision of yours in, the, in this world, how far you can really expand it. I'm really excited to watch your growth, man. I'm sure oh, yeah. we're going to stay connected and, and see each other grow and know if there's anything that you need let me know man i'm more than happy to help you spread the message and for anybody that's listening make sure you you check out fam follow his content like he's got a lot of amazing videos i saw there's a lot of like artsy really edgy uh new fresh uh videos that he's putting out and so he's found a way he's kind of tapped into the formula of keep making it entertaining but also uh really going deep with it and sharing some good knowledge so Make sure you check out fam's video content. And Look, he's instantly-
2: man, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be uber confident, but there's no entrepreneur, I don't care who it is, putting out the type of videos that I'm putting out. And if you got <laughs> it, let me see it. Tag them, tag them, tag <laughs> them.
0: There you go. There you go. That's some confidence right there. <laughs> so, fam, just to wrap up this interview. Uh, I always ask this last question, and the question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like?
2: Last 30 seconds, huh? All right, here we go. Every day when you wake up in the morning, every day when you wake up in the morning, believe in yourself, because only you can change the world. Only you can believe in your ideas, and only you can believe in your dreams. Don't ever look at the next man. Look at yourself. Before you brush your teeth, what do you do? You look in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, tell yourself that you can change the world because one man can change the world. One idea can change the world. One dream can change the world. As long as you have the right execution behind it. Become knowledgeable on it and then execute. That's it.